0: Everyone, Brandon here with Jimmy. Jimmy, how's it going today?
1: Going good, Brandon.
0: Well, you're actually before we jump into the content, you're actually yeah. in the middle of holding your face right now. Yeah, <laughs> what's I am. going on?
1: Yeah, I had this weird virus called Bell's palsy that affects the nerves in your face and causes your eye to droop, your mouth to droop, etc. I, I jokingly uh, smile at my grandkids and say, "I'm a pirate," and <laughs> wink wink at them. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit of a physical hassle. Um, and um, but I'm I'm waiting on the Lord for the resurrection of these nerve endings and of my facial muscles. But yeah. in the meantime, I can hold up my face, yeah. proclaim Jesus, keep on going. Yeah. So, hey, while we're waiting, um, I'm really. Uh, finding the Lord to be yes. rich and real and close and tangible. I think, I think many times in trials we take, like the scripture I meditated on, Psalm 27, uh, I would have despaired unless I would have seen the goodness of the Lord in the mm-hmm. land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your ta- heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So in that, many times in our trial we're thinking, the goodness of the Lord is when I get through this trial well, man, if the goodness of the Lord is when I get through this trial, then I'm missing a lot of goodness, because <laughs> life Amen. has a lot of trials. Yeah. So rather than view the goodness of the Lord as the outcome that I'm expecting and and believing for and, and looking forward to, um, what about the goodness of the Lord today? Amen. Today, if you hear His voice uh, you know, respond, today, let's seek His face. Today, um, His goodness is near. And so... Yeah, I'm trying to embrace today, mm-hmm. and it's helping me live in the present a yeah. little bit more. At the same time, I've said, Lord, I really want to get good at living in the present, but I don't need this to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. how we, we kind of start <laughs> making bargains with God? Uh, if I get through this. If I get through this, <laughs> then I'll really serve you. Uh, the, the, that's really not the issue. The issue is, well, I serve you today. Yeah. And today, I see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and I'm waiting for the Lord Amen. for the resurrection.
0: we well, have been doing such a good job, even... As you've been experiencing this this momentary light affliction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> even as you've been experiencing the pain, you've still been preaching on sun these past couple Sundays as we started our series "Be One, Make One" right. on discipleship. Obviously, through the years, when people have come and looked at Antioch, they they, they sometimes come away with the thought, right. "Like, wow, you guys actually disciple people." <laughs> <laughs> and and, yep. uh, and and one of the we talked about evangelism a, a couple weeks sure. ago. How it's one of the things that everybody talks about, but nobody really, you, I mean, few people really are just doing active, it consistently right. and being yeah. active in it because it's just one of those hurdles of how do I actually do this? Sure, know? sure. And I would say discipleship is the same, of, man, mm-hmm. of, I mean, we all talk about it, but. Sure. But how do we actually do this, and how sure. do we actually get over those hurdles? So so why don't you take us in real quick, yeah. uh, kind of what we've been talking about in the series. Why don't you define discipleship for sure. us sure. As, as we talk about it here? Uh-huh. Again, we're not the end-all, be-all in discipleship, but uh-huh. we have a few years under our belt of trying it out and experimenting. So why don't you take us sure. into that?
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, all of discipleship is really, first of all, even before we get into kind of yeah. defining it and all that, is It's the genius of Jesus, right? When he said, go and make disciples of all the nations, that word nations is the word ethnos or people groups or unique groupings of people, Mm -hmm. language, culture, etc. Or you could define it even in a more straightforward way. Go and disciple everyone everywhere. So wherever I'm going, I'm looking to teach people to be fully obedient followers of Jesus who in turn can teach others to do the same. This, This is the... The beauty of god and it's uh, what jesus modeled yeah. and then told us to go do the same yeah. um, so when i think about it your why has to be big enough for you to do the what mm. so back yeah. to the big big why yeah and the big why is that jesus came um, as a person to invest in a deeply personal way yeah. In our, in his, in the disciples' lives, so that they could say, as John said, "What we felt, what we tasted, what we mm-hmm. touched—that's what we're communicating yeah. to you." So, no matter how many books we read, uh, sermons we listen to, internet clicks we do on discipleship, it's still that life-on-life yeah. piece, that incarnational—you feel, yeah. taste, and touch yeah. Jesus together. There's something about that that is. The beauty of God, the genius of God, mm-hmm. and the thing that you can't fabricate—eight, you know, artificial intelligence can't uh, reproduce the intimacy of God. Yeah, right. It can yes. facilitate stuff, but it can't. It, that's that's a human yeah. expression. So the beauty of God is that everything's based on relationship with mm-hmm. Him and relationship with one another. Therefore, He calls us to disciple. Yeah. The beauty of God in discipleship is that we. Uh, Learn what Jesus is teaching us when we try to impart it to somebody else. Um, A a, a perfect example would be if I share the gospel with someone and talk about Jesus and his shed blood and his sacrifice, Mm -hmm. it's like it starts clicking to me. Wow, this message is incredible. And then when you see somebody in a moment respond to that message and you go, whoa, how powerful is that message? It makes you believe in the gospel more. Um, uh, if I talk uh, about uh, even discipleship, if I yeah. if I tell somebody, "Hey, your investment in somebody else really matters," it makes me start thinking, "Wow, who am I investing in? How am I doing that? What, mm-hmm. How can I do that better?" Because I see the lights turn on in them, yeah. and when they go help somebody, I see the fruit of it. So it, it's the genius of God that as we give away what He's teaching us, we learn what He's teaching us. Mm-hmm. And basically, let me let me summary statement would be this. Is unless you're discipling somebody else, intentionally helping them be an obedient follower of Jesus and asking them to do the same, unless you're doing that, you're not being a disciple yeah. of Jesus, right? So, what everything I want from God is directly tied to me giving it away to others. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's mm-hmm. an incredible, it genius is. thing. So, my walk with Jesus is dependent on me investing in others, not just me being with Him. Yeah. Yeah. and so that that's a that's a genius of god thing the other thing is as we've already talked about it's as deeply personal mm-hmm. so discipleship is unique to each person the reason people get a little lost on what do i do in discipleship because they said well i met somebody that had an abusive past i met somebody that grew up in church mm-hmm. i met somebody who uh, uh was hurt by a uh, authority figure i met mm-hmm. somebody who's poor somebody's rich yeah. and Here's the deal. Discipleship begins when you learn somebody's story. Yeah. I gotta hear their story. And there's there's basic issues I always ask. Hey, tell me about your family background. I mean, I could be talking to a forty year old CEO of a company and there's so many things we could talk about, but I first ask them, Hey, tell me about your, your family. Yeah. Now they'll usually start with a wife or kids or whatever, but I said, Well, no, take me back. Where'd you grow up? What were your mom and dad like? Yeah. What was your did you have a church background at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you like about school? What'd you learn and while they're talking I'm listening in the Holy Spirit yeah okay what how do they talk about their dad?
0: Yeah,
1: if Dad was absent, then they yeah. need some help on the father yeah. Heart of God. If Dad was present and nurturing, then they need maybe some help on. Obedience and moving forward. You know, so I'm listening through the story for what they need because discipleship begins where that person's need is, Mm. not just the information I want them to learn about a certain truth or precept. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's very personal. I used the illustration the other day where somebody asked me, um, How do you help somebody who believed God for their loved one to be? healed, the person died, mm. and that scripture has become bitter to them, yeah. that God heals, or God sent his word to heal, or he heals all our diseases, and they have pulled away from their relationship with God. Mm. They said, what, what scripture do I tell them, or, or you know, what, what message do I preach to them, or whatever? And I said, hey, time out. You pause, and when they ask the question, why did God not do this, or why mm. is the scripture not true? Instead of do the apologetic argument, you pause and you say... Hey, tell me a little bit about um, that person you loved. Mm. What you love about him. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't get to know him. Could you, could you take me in there? T- tell me about um, what your relationship with God was like before mm. this journey. And, and where do you think, where did it, where did it hurt? And yeah. so now, now, we're, now we're humanizing the journey, right? Yeah. And as we're talking to them about their hurts, their pains, their, we're, we're literally being Jesus to them. Right? We're weeping with those who weep. We're rejoicing with those who rejoice. And what I have found out, not every time, but most of the time, at the end of this intimate conversation of mm-hmm. them just loving them mm-hmm. and praying for them and listening to them, their question doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Because in the end, there is always a mystery bucket that we have to be okay with in a fallen world. Yeah. But the question is, is God with me?
0: Yeah.
1: Does he love me? Yeah. Is he still near can I still trust him? Mm. And many times in discipleship, we become Jesus to them, yeah. right? We become that ability to trust again yeah. by loving them instead of arguing with them.
0: Yeah, it's a, you know incarnational. Hey, it's I'm incarnational. Here.
1: There it is. I'm here. I'm here with, I'm with you. you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm embodying Jesus Emmanuel with you. That's right, there...
1: and, and that's the beauty of God, right? Yeah. He's he houses his treasure in earthen vessels, yeah, and that's us, yeah. Right, so so that that's huge right the genius of god the the uh uh, personalizing um uh uh, of of the of the deal and then maybe uh maybe a third key piece is that um the word of god and the spirit of god um is gives everybody the ability to disciple anytime yeah so if you say well golly man you're so intuitive and you know people and so on so forth what i know You can listen to somebody's story and ask a question. But I also, what I often do in discipleship is, hey, why don't we go through the book of John? John was a guy that loved Jesus, and Jesus loved him, or at least he said so. (laughs) And and he's the guy that said what we felt, tasted, and touched. So what if we do one chapter a day, Mm -hmm. and you write down what does it say about God, what does it say about me, what do I obey? What would I obey in regards to this, uh, a scripture here in this chapter? And then what do I share with somebody else? So what it does is, is by putting the Word of God central, it it lets them connect with Jesus because that's where we're Mm -hmm. taking them, not to us ultimately. But through us, we connect to Jesus. It puts a level playing field, like we're all writing down what it says. We're all reading the Bible. We're all obeying and we're all sharing. So you get to model it for them. Mm -hmm. And then by Holding them accountable to share is that genius of God. Then they learn something, and you're automatically putting in the DNA of this discipleship relationship the reproducibility of it, Mm -hmm. right? Instead Mm -hmm. of just counseling or instead of just being a friend, you're now helping them be what God calls them to be. So there's just a a few frame-up thoughts that I think are are really key um, as we're thinking about the why uh, and the what.
0: Yeah, I remember after right after last week's sermon, I was doing some discipleship with some guys, a couple guys uh, that I've been leading for a little bit, and I thought, you know, I, I don't think, know if they've heard each other's stories. Yep. I don't know if we've all heard each other. Why don't we yeah. just, for this time, why don't we just, sure. just share our stories? And I remember by the end of it thinking, wow, not only do I know them better, not only do I know how to pray for them better, But I also have more compassion for them. There it is. And I want to be with them longer after this.
1: Yes. So so here's the the deal. All of us um, judge each other by what we know. Yeah. Right? But when you know somebody's story, even if the person's a jerk, you understand now why they're a jerk.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: sometimes somebody that I don't don't really enjoy, right? And I'm like, golly, you are a jerk, right? Then I hear their story. I take time to listen. And I realized, man, I'd be a bigger jerk than you are if I had that background without the grace of God. Yeah. So, yeah, so it allows us to be compassionate. Yeah. And and I would say just, you know, maybe a little tangent here. I would say when I deal with people in the world who yeah. I don't like, who I differ with yeah. uh, um, uh, biblically, uh, politically, etc., when I go for the relationship first instead yeah. of the issue, yeah. I understand them. Mm-hmm. And once I understand them, then yeah, that doesn't mean that there isn't still things I need to pray for or evil or things I don't you know what I'm saying. Yeah. but at least now we're at a heart level. Yeah. And man, you can work on anything when you get at a yeah. heart level. And I think that's that's the intention of Jesus. Yeah. Even if somebody needs a strong rebuke, uh, which Jesus did that,, yeah. <laughs> you do it from a heart of compassion instead of a heart of judgment. yeah, and that's huge, yes. huge game changer. Jesus looked on the Pharisees with compassion yeah. uh, uh, and said, Hey, how I long to gather you, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how long to gather you under my arms like a mother hen gathers her chicks. Yeah. He's talking to the people that he said, You're a whitewashed tomb. You guys are, a, yeah. uh, you know, you are evil. Yeah. He rebuked them, but out of a compassion to deliver them. Yeah, And that's, that's what we're after in our relationships.
0: It's huge. Oh, it's huge! <laughs> like I just ate a four-course meal already. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you just jump into real quick? Uh, how do we define discipleship here at A and Yep. York? Yep. Uh, but why don't we just start there? How, yep. How do we define that? Yeah.
1: So um, I mentioned it, uh, on the front end a couple of times is that we want to help people be fully obedient yes. followers of Jesus. And uh, uh, who, in turn, will help others be the same or do yeah. the same. Yeah. So fully obedient followers of Jesus. So what that means is, I believe it is for in every person's best interest yeah. for me to help them be a fully obedient follower of Jesus. Yeah. And that word obedience gets a bad rap, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's so heavy, or you yeah. should, and you ought, and all that. No, obedience is a joy yes. when the one you're obeying only has your best interest in mind. Yeah. Why would I not want to obey and yeah. surrender to Jesus? Because he has everything, and in, in, he sees ahead of me, right? Mm-hmm. He's a light to my path. He sees yep. ahead of me. He knows me like nobody else yes. does. He already laid a template of everything that is good and right. And so there is nothing, there is nothing that's not in my best interest. Yes. So with joy, with joy, I will obey him mm-hmm. because... That is in my best interest and in everybody else's best interest. Yes. When I best him, obey him, everybody else is blessed too. But the key part actually to discipleship and everything that i found to yeah. work is that second part yeah. and teaching them to help others do the same. Yes. And man, that is not just a side little three words. Yeah. That's the make or break. Yeah. I know a lot of people that are hungry to learn yes. and to grow, and I've tried to help people through yeah. the years. but wherever i've minimized them telling somebody else yeah that's where their growth stops yep because they either get attached to you yeah. or to an organization or to a book or a certain teaching mm-hmm. but to share with others what you just learned you've got to make it work right and when you got mm-hmm. when you deal with real people you tend to not be as judgmental you tend to not be as uh uh quick to um what's the word uh quick to think you've learned it all Yep. Because we, we get you with people that have real-time challenges, and you're going to have to mm-hmm. now make that truth work. Yeah. But when you just have a truth and you hold it yourself, yeah. you can lob bombs at everybody yeah. who's not living that truth. But yeah. when you have to work with real people yeah. and love them and care for them and get them to follow Jesus, it actually uh, uh, helps you be the compassion of Jesus, yeah. not just the truth of Jesus.
0: So good. So good. Well, we're just getting our feet in the water. Yeah, sir. Sure. And we will actually continue this on another podcast later thanks so much for talking with us all
1: right hey love everybody out there let's go disciple and be a disciple of
0: jesus thanks so much for tuning into this episode of passion and purpose a podcast with jimmy cyber and the antioch movement for more information please visit jimmy and antioch.org we'll see you next time